Welcome to the Bloom Where You're Planted podcast from Never Too Late Cafe. I'm your host, Laura Womack. Each week we sit down for a chat with someone just like you, someone who had an idea, a passion, a dream, or sometimes just a thought and planted that seed, watched it grow into something they wanted to share with the world. If you have an idea for a topic or someone that would be a guest for the Bloom Warrior Planted podcast, feel free to reach out to us on Facebook, where you can join our Never Too Late Cafe Facebook group. We'd love to hear from you. I have with me today a very special guest, Marie Cardez. Hi, Maria. Hi. (laughs) I'm Maria Cardez, and I have a fashion business. Maria de Socorro Fashions. Um, the name Maria de Socorro comes from my mother. My mother's name, middle name was Socorro, which is a little amusing because um, Socorro in Spanish means help. And she used to tell me stories that when her mother would be calling out Socorro, Socorro, they, they didn't know if she was calling for help or was calling for, for her. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, I the reason why I picked this name was because um, my mom was the one that inspired me. She was a seamstress and she would, she, I would watch her every day um, in yeah, her sewing machine, her antique, beautiful finger sewing machine. I'm making my clothes and my sisters. I have a younger sister. And so the way she just, I used to, I used to just sit there, you know, and watch her sew away stuff, dresses and party dresses and, birthdays and just anything that will you know easter or easter things and you know easter was special because she she even used to make up gloves um for us to wear which was so exciting and that's one of my dreams is to bring back gloves into mm. my fashion soon um so that's basically the beginning of my so that's where my interest in passion um started with fashion was with my mom so I, I give the tribute, you know, my tribute to her. So your story starts before you lived in the United States, correct? No, I always, I was born and raised in New York City. Oh, okay. I, she, she would be sewing away in a little tenement on 64th Street, where Lincoln Center is now. That oh, yeah. Is where we lived. We lived yep. in that street. That whole street was of my of, of all the Puerto Ricans that came in during the, you know, the 50s. And okay. It was, right, and it was right there before they built the Lincoln Center. For some reason, I thought you were born in Puerto Rico. No, I wasn't born there. I was born in New York City. I'm a New York City girl. Puerto okay. Rico's a big sense. My I'm from Puerto Rican descent because that's where my mom um is from. But I'm also half Spaniard. My father was from Spain. So okay. I'm, that's why my name is Cardez. It's not Cardez, not a Puerto Rican name. Is a Spanish name. Okay. So, um, yes, my father was, you know, from Spain, Spanish. But I was born in, in, in you know, in New York City. Um, the island came in way years later when I would visit during my college days. I would go back and forth, back and forth. But then she might, she went back home in, in when I turned 18. I see. So you... You got your start in fashion in New York City in the fashion district, the garment district. I went, I went into Fashion Institute 
until I couldn't afford it anymore. And um, there my fashion kind of like broke my heart because I always dreamed of being a buyer um, in, a big, in a nice, you know, Saks Fifth Avenue, Bloomingdale's. But um, I didn't go into designing. I just wanted to be a buyer so I could go to Paris because <laughs> mm. that was my dream. But my the, my counselor said that it was very I I wouldn't it was going to be competitive that I, they won't hire me at that time you know because I was I wasn't white and I was from Latin descent she was very honest with me saying you're going to have trouble with that um, I would go into a different a different um, career and then maybe go you know as times changed and maybe go back into fashion and that's exactly what I did I went into accounting. And um, so I forgot about fashion for a long time. And then I got married, had my son, and all I did was accounting, corporate work, and stuff like that. And not until, my God, until I, and once I was in Puerto Rico working at a hotel, then the fashion started creeping back in. So I said, I got to get back to fashion. I got to get back <laughs> to fashion. And then I, when I went back to New York, that's when I started working for fashion houses. Oh, and so what position did you have? At that so point. in the fashion house, I, I must have uh, um, favored the, the, my boss, the employer, because, you know, I guess I expressed the excitement of fashion that I was actually in a fashion house. And I begged them to give me a chance because I had no background. He said, well, how can I hire you? You have no fashion background. And I said, but I love fashion. And, you know, and I guess he loved my enthusiasm. And he hired me. And that's when I became a, a production coordinator. And what we would do is we would all, all um, the samples and, and the pieces that came out of the, where, the, out of the warehouses and come from China or India, wherever we were having production, I had to examine them. And I, I had to make sure that it went up to the specification and everything was perfect. So then we could do, and do the go ahead for the production. And that's, that's where I finally got into fashion. I think it's really sad that you were given this glass ceiling where you were told because of your, your background, <laughs> yes, that you were not able to go further. However, you did something on your own. So tell us about how it became. So did, you worked in the fashion district, in the fashion garment, house, in the, right, in the garment district. Until you... Till you retired? Oh, um, well, yes, yes, because I, I, I worked in, in another fashion house. So I worked in two fashion houses before I retired. From the first one that I worked for, what I started to do to build my fashion is I, every perfect sample, every perfect piece that was, you know, that was, that I declared that it was up to par and it was perfect, I would buy from the fashion house. You know, they would sell it to us for a dollar, two dollars, whatever. Oh, wow. And I was, and I would start bringing those pieces home. And I worked with this company almost for four years. And by that time I had, I had a big inventory in my apartment, <laughs> in my Bronx studio apartment in a small apartment. And I just started building and building and building until, you know, I, I had a pretty large collection, summer, fall, Whatever season we were going, I would just kept buying and buying and buying. And then that's why I created a home boutique. You do a, a form of 
upcycling. How do you describe that? Okay, the original styles where I, that I that I would buy from the fashion house, those were the originals that they were, you know, we, we specialized in French plissé, which is a form of pleating, of pleating garments, um, which was very, very popular. I mean, ple pleating has been around since the 1920s. Um, mm. Pleating fabrics, I mean, you know, gowns and everything, easy majaki, and all these designers use pleating a lot and, and you know, in those days. But um, that's what I do. During the pandemic, because once I, I, because I, I went to Puerto Rico and I thought I'd continue my fashion boutique in Puerto Rico because I shipped everything to Puerto Rico and I moved to Puerto Rico. Oh. And, and I was there for six years and I would go to exhibits and, and also, so, you know, sold them out of my house. My mom left me her, her little house. And so I would sell them out of my house and so forth. And then when I, when, when I decided to return to um, New York, cause the heat was just getting to me and the hurricane scares and whatever, um, you know, I'm a New York City girl and I just weren't used to the conditions I mean, the island is so beautiful, but it's, you have to have a certain attitude to and, and endurance to live there and deal with the outages and the hurricanes and storms and whatever. So, and the heat is what really got to me, you know, 365 mm. days of heat was too much. So I moved back to, to New York um, and I moved up in Albany. That's how I ended up in Albany, New York, because I didn't want to go back to New York City. I wanted a quieter, environment um and it was much it's more expensive in new york so i figured you know i figured i wanted to go to a different area and that's how i ended up in albany and that was a challenge because i knew no one in albany mm. i just knew my ex-husband which is the one that referred that you know recommended that i come here since he said i love the country i'm a country girl at heart because i love nature and everything but so when I got here, that was my first challenge. I had I had to build my business from scratch, and and, and make new friends and figure out how to promote this business. And then the pandemic came, COVID came, and that was my other challenge. And I was saying, oh my goodness. So during that the, that time of the COVID the pandemic. That's when I said, you know what? I'm sitting here. I can't go out. I can't do anything. I was so bored. I said, I bought myself a sewing machine. I said, I'm going to do what my mom did. But, you know, let me start creating. Um, and, and I bought myself a sewing machine. And that's where I started the reciting of clothes. I would take some of my own styles that were boring or needed something. And I would start adding trims and, 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 and different fabrics. And um and appliques and, and things like that. And that's where I started the, the upcycling. Because they call it upcycling, restyling, refashion, repurpose. It has all those names, but it's basically the same thing. You take a garment and you add to it and you turn it into a new style. Mm -hmm. Oh, and they're lovely. I've I've seen them and they're lovely. So um So what are you currently doing now? I know that you're very active in your community. So you may not have had any um, contacts or anything in Albany, but you do now. Yeah, now I have friends. Now I have, I have, I join women's clubs. 
So now I'm, I'm creating my, my, my business slowly, even though it's still not there where I want it to be. Um, and I do a little bit of, you know, exhibiting. And so when I'm, I'm, I'm just trying to put a full, a full effort on promoting and marketing. So, so to really get it going. So that's basically what I'm doing now. Um, but how I got myself started was that I started joining women's groups and organizations. Okay. And by doing that is how I started gaining resources. I've, I've already done a fashion show in, 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 in a friend's house. Um, in fact, this, this October, I'm doing a fashion show at the Women's Club of Albany. And um, so basically, I joined another women's group that we're, that they're excited that they want us to do another fashion show. So that's basically how I'm, you know, I'm getting exposed and getting my business promoted. That's awesome because, um, and this is stuff, something that you started after you retired, correct? Exactly. All this is way after I retired. I mean, I started. It's like my uh, whole new career started. Um, because before my my before I retired, it was it was uh, it was like what four four years before my retirement is when I really started the the fashion business. Way years before that, I was I was in the county for fifteen, almost twenty years working for accounting firms and accounting. And, and the good thing about accounting is that I used to find a job anywhere. I would go to Puerto Rico, I would find a job, come back to New York, I would find a job. So your fashions, I can say, are they're one of a kind. That's correct. That yeah. It's not like someone can go to um, like a department store and find any of your fashion. They're very unique. And so if someone wanted to have something that stood out as something that someone else didn't have, that would be your fashions, right? Correct. Yes. Yeah. That's awesome. they're unique That's in that awesome. in that um, aspect. Very interesting. Um, so you've kind of proved them wrong about you. Um, you know, you couldn't go further because you went out on your own. That's admirable that you took something that someone said to you many years ago that you couldn't do this or do that. And you kind of proved them wrong. <laughs> <laughs> That's, it's satisfying to, to, to know that. Yes. Because I was very hurt by that. I said, what do you mean they won't hire me? You know, I, you know it's so strange how where you don't know about, you know, racism or just the diversity affects you. I mean, I didn't grow up with that. So at that time, it like just totally caught me. You know, it kind of devastated me. Mm, I'm sure. So this podcast is called Bloom Your Planted. And so what does that phrase mean to you? Okay, right now, at present, I'm planted in a senior community. And that's where I wish to bloom. Mm. During my years here, um, watching my female neighbors go through their daily lives, some are lonely, bored, some sit around gossip circles, and that made an impact on me. I feel that I wish to bring them some joy, amusement, some self-worth, and just feel beautiful again. That's when I thought of organizing a fashion event in the community room. Um, even though the administration here conducts certain events like, like um, 
wellness of awareness, insurance information, piano recitals, you know, um, but not as exciting as a fashion show or a fashion tea time to, mm -hmm. introduce, to introduce seasonal fashions and beauty products designed especially for ladies of a particular age. Mm -hmm. So um, right now I'm, some, I'm happy to, to, to say that um, I've been, you know, given the go ahead um, to do that. And what's going to make it more exciting is that my plan is to use the residents as models to give them that joy and, you know, so they can sashay, look beautiful, parading in front of their neighbors and friends with my styles, you know, bringing them joy and amusement. And it will obviously boost their self-esteem to be exactly. modeling your clothing exactly. as well. Exactly. So, so um, what sort of words of wisdom would you have for someone that has done what you've done or wants to do what you've done? And actually with the element that you have had to go through some barriers to get where you're at. So um, what words of wisdom would you have for someone? Well, I, I would advise to do extensive research and stay updated in the current fashion market and follow the trends and market tools. Market tools are very important that are being exposed and use their creativity to express them in their own unique way. That's what I would advise. That's very interesting. So I'm sure that will help someone that hears this podcast that, um, of what they could do. So what is next for Marie? Next for Maria, <laughs> next for Maria, as I hope that the events in the community, in the senior communities, you know, will be successful. I would like to continue with the rebranding of my business, developing the art of restyling um, clothes, which is also to refer, you know, as we, as we mentioned, you know, upcycling, refashion. That's that I started during the, the pandemic. I would like to go back. And, mm -hmm. and, and really develop that art better. And I, I, the reason, one of the main reasons, you know, another main reason is that I would like to pursue this because it is time, it is time to make fashion sustainable to help save the planet. Mm. Because, you know, um, the desire for fast fashion is, is, is creating water, chemical, and plastic um, pollution pollution to, to, to the earth. So if we restyle or we upcycle more, um, it will create one-of-a-kind styles. That's like what I, I specialize. It will create one-of-a-kind styles that, that will be less mass production, that will need less mass production, you know, and not end up with textiles, tons of textiles that end up in landfills and incineration plants. Right. really a, a, a really big problem. So that's that's what I would like to pursue. But I have a dream. My my also my dream, if I may say. <laughs> well, I that's admirable because anything that goes towards helping the planet, you know, that's admirable. 
Well, Maria, I want to thank you again for being a guest. And as our time comes to a close, I appreciate you coming on and talking about your one-of-a-kind fashion. And I hope you keep creating. And for everyone out there that listens, keep creating, keep supporting each other. And remember to bloom where you're planted. This is Laura Womack from the Never Too Late Cafe, Bloom Where You're Planted podcast saying bye for now. Bye, Maria. Bye-bye.